Welcome to the Envision Together, Going to Our Next Level of Best podcast. I'm your host, Pamela Mishana. Join me on this bi-weekly journey of empowerment, where you'll hear hands-on advice from lifestyle experts, educators, authors, spiritual leaders, and many more who will share tips on how to triumph personally, professionally, and spiritually. We explore timely topics such as overcoming anxiety and fear, educating the reluctant student, cultivating lasting relationships, and strengthening our faith. My hope is that the insights offered on the show will help us envision ourselves using our unique gifts and talents on greater levels for greater purposes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Envision Together, going to our next level of best. Today, I am happy to present to everyone Regina Smithwick. She's an awesome person that I've had the pleasure to meet recently, and we'll have her go ahead and tell us a little bit more about herself. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be on your platform. I do really appreciate it. I'm Regina Smithwick. I am an author. I'm a certified life coach. I'm a podcast talk show host. And I have a lot to offer, but I have a lot to learn. I'm just in this part of my life that is is amazing. Right now, I'm in the part of receiving and giving. And and hopefully, whatever I could talk to your audience about today will bless someone and touch someone. My book, Adoption of Unknown Blessing, is one of my my first book. I know we're going to touch on that a little bit today. And so we'll talk about adoption, you know, as well as my breakdown to my breakthrough. Wonderful. And again, so happy to have you. We're going to go ahead and jump right in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I know that you have a book, Ring Out Your Sponge. What does it mean to ring out your sponge? So just look at your sponge at home. You have a sponge that's full of water. Eventually, when you start putting more water on it, it rolls right off. So the whole concept is you have to wring out that sponge to absorb no more water, right? So what we are saying is let's wring out those insecurities. Let's wring out those validation issues. Let's wring out those things that are holding you back, your fears, mm-hmm. your anxieties. Let's wring all of those out. So we could put in new processes, new belief systems, new ways of thinking in your mm-hmm. thoughts. So we could move you out of that and we could go ahead and get your life going, you know, because a lot of us are stuck. And to get unstuck, you got to do things that are outside of the box, outside of your norm. So wringing out your sponge is what's going to do. And that that journal that I have asks you a lot of questions. It digs in into what makes you happy, what makes you sad, what how you feel right now, puts you in the present. It puts you in the present. It lets you sit in it for a second. So you could kind of really observe and really see who you are and who you want to be and who you don't want to be anymore. So that process, you wringing. You're ringing and you're ringing. So you get to the end of the book, your sponge is now ready to absorb your new belief systems. I know you touched on too um, that some of the things you need to do is recognize your need for help, acknowledge Mm -hmm. it, face fear and obstacles and the need Mm -hmm. for validation Mm -hmm. and put new stuff in the sponge, get a life Mm -hmm. coach. Exactly. Those are the things that you're, you're teaching people as well. Exactly. Becoming a better you, like getting all them obstacles to become a better you. Those obstacles are um, 
they're traumatic. You know, some people sit in it because they don't know how to come out of it. Um, I know that, the, the, you know, now life coaches and therapists and, and it's more accessible now. We have a lot of celebrities, especially black celebrities that are talking about mental illness or just, you know, it's not mental illness don't have to be a stream. It's not like, you know, you're in a straight jacket somewhere. It's not, you know, it could be just that you feel stuck and you don't know how to come out of it or you have um, self-esteem issues or you don't realize they are self-esteem issues, but you realize that you feel in a place that. You know, your bodies tell you what's going on. You feel things, you feel yeah. stuff, but you don't know how to tag it or that's you don't know what, what it is. So th- these people will help you show you, you know, that's anxiety or that is low self-esteem or that's you You need validation. And if you don't get validation, you're not happy. So they kind of give you what it is. You know how sometimes you don't feel well, but you're just glad to know what it is. Mm-hmm. They're not knowing what's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Like half of the battle is kind of knowing what it is so you can fix okay. it. Okay. You can worry yourself unnecessarily mm-hmm. just because you don't know what it is. <laughs> exactly. And when you realize what it is, it's not that hard to fix. And if you know where to go, this person will help me be able to do this. Or this person, <laughs> or we try to solve the symptoms and not the problem. Oh, okay. I spend a lot of money. Okay. Now you're stop. trying to act like a preacher. <laughs> <laughs> Now I need to stop, right? <laughs> it's not the money. The money's not the problem. You know that, right? The money is a symptom of your problem. Your problem is I need validation. So I got to dress like this. I got to spend all this money. I got to get these cars because I got to make you feel the way I want to feel, but I'm hiding behind what I'm really doing, you know? So a lot of us try to fix the wrong things. We need to go deep and going deep hurts. Right. It, go, it hurts. A lot of people okay. don't like it either. Bringing up the word hurt. Mm-hmm. Let's touch on some other things. I know that oftentimes undealt with past traumas can mm-hmm. lead to present day mental, emotional challenges. Did you have any childhood or early life broken places that may have contributed to your adulthood mental breakdown? You told me about that before, yes. but I'm thinking, mm-hmm. were there things along the way that just slowly built upon one another till eventually you're at a place of a breakdown. Can you trace any of that? I sure can. I'm gonna start off like this. My name is Regina Smithwick and I am adopted. It took me 44 years to say that out loud. That right there took me 44 years. A normal person would say it took me two seconds to say it. But when you live in a place that you're you're hiding it from people because you think that people are going to treat you differently or treat you as you less than or use it against you to tease you as a child, you know, or whatever the case is. And when you make a decision like that, you're hiding from yourself. You're not loving yourself. OK, so when you decide you're running from yourself, when you don't really, you know, and this is one of the things we just talked about. Sometimes you don't even think it's that serious. It is serious. If you can't tell people who you are. You don't like or you don't love yourself. You shouldn't care what people think about you. I'm adopted has nothing to do with me. I had no decision making in that. My birth mother made that decision and my adopted mother made the decision to get me. Are you Mm -hmm. saying that somewhere uh, psychologically you lived in a place of shame around it? It wasn't shame. Okay, well, I won't say that. Obviously, it was some type of shame because if it wasn't, I would have said something about it, right? But then a part of me is I made a child decision and kept that child that child decision all the way till I was 50 years old. I didn't entertain it to go back at it and go, you know what? That was dumb. I was young. I shouldn't have done that. When you get so far in, 
you don't know where to start. So as a child, you decided I can never share this. Right, because I didn't want to be TC. Where I was raised and stuff, people would use things against you. And I think most places, kids are just kids. Yeah. You know? And then you don't feel like, you feel kind of awkward as a kid as it is. And then you got this thing. And then people be like, oh, your mom and daddy didn't love you. They gave you away. They threw you yeah, out. You know. so mean. Okay. <laughs> and a lot of us have children trauma that we are still to this day acting upon on. You know, some people had, when we were in the 70s, or not even the 70s, I would say the 80s. Being dark skin was was not a good thing in the in the eighties. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't good. You, you you know you didn't get treated the same. Right. Some of them people still got those same traumas on them today. It's true. Even though nobody's worrying about that no more, but it doesn't matter. At the time, they was developing their mind was already telling them that you're not good enough because you're dark. Yeah. Or you. I was tall. I was. I'm five ten. I was five eight by junior high school. I was taller than every guy in the school. Girl, you I was walking around. I was walking around. You're short, compa- you're short huh? compared to me. <laughs> I'm six feet. <laughs> so you get me. Tall women don't, uh, people don't get it. When you're already, you know, women talk grow quicker than guys. So we're already towering over these I dudes. was this height at 15. See? There you go. So I felt awkward and I can relate to a lot of things you're talking about, even the dark skin thing. But I got to mm-hmm. tell you, by the time I got to college, though, I was loving it my change. Yeah, but it changes. Loving, that age right there. <laughs> that, but see, it took, see, it's like we, we, we get into the real world where there's other uh, opinions of people that think differently and raise differently. And we get around more people. Then we go, OK, people are like, well, what's the big deal? You told so what? But no, I got up, around people who started saying to me, are you a model? I was a lot slimmer back then. <laughs> <laughs> Not that big girls can't be fine. I say, you know, I say, you know I'm how that goes. Right but, <laughs> but, but you being chewing what you feel. Like, that's what I had issues with, too. Like, I had the tall issue. I got long feet. And my mother told me. Regina, you can't have short feet because you won't be able to stand up. Your feet balances your body. I those same things. <laughs> How can you have small feet when you're almost six foot tall? You have to have long feet to balance your body off. That's just common sense. If they can't get that, then they're silly. My mother made me think that way. Mm. But see, when you live in a world that, you know, and the thing about it is when you really realize what happened, I was living in the Matrix, right? So that movie makes so much sense now. When I watch it, I didn't get it. But it's biblical to a point. It got a lot of things in that Matrix movie because we're so blinded in the fact that how they want us to think. Media makes you think a certain way. You know what I'm saying? So when you take the veil up and really see what the world is, there's a bunch of us walking around here that is very insecure. We don't love ourselves. We are showing ourselves on other people by being mean and nasty because that's how they feel. So they just give that to you, but it's not about you, it's about them. It goes so deep. It goes so, so let's, deep. Uh, that's a perfect place for me to interject something mm-hmm. I was thinking. The person who's being teased has trauma, but mm-hmm. the person who is teasing has trauma. And just like you said, there's like a hurting child inside of these grown people. Mm-hmm. There's a hurting child. Even the bully has that hurting child. If mm-hmm. you see people, who have not evolved, mm. you were a bully in fifth grade, mm-hmm. and now you're 65 and you're still a bully? No, there are people who never evolved from being a nope. bully because they also have undealt with issues. So 
they have trauma and the way they express it is through bullying. And through Other- trauma, like hurt people hurt people, right? Exactly. So they transfer their trauma to you, right? Mm-hmm. Now you take it on. I did it. I took on their trauma. So I took on their trauma and made it my own. Just like they said that you're giving people your power. That is so true. Mm -hmm. If I knew who I was and stood in my truth and love who I was, it didn't matter what you call me. You could call me tall, whatever you want to call me. It it don't affect me if I know who I am, right? Absolutely. This is where we need to try to start teaching our kids and stuff. That's the stuff we need to start teaching them from the beginning. Not about stupid stuff, playing around. Like you need to teach your kids from the door. It doesn't matter what nobody says. As long as you know who you are, it doesn't matter what they say. They're doing it because they're not happy who they are. Absolutely. They got nothing to do with you. Absolutely. They're going to pick out something because they're not happy. When people are not happy, they try to find things to make you unhappy. Absolutely. See, we if somebody taught me that when I was young, this would have been a whole nother Regina. You are speaking truth. So many times listening to you talk about that, I just want to say preach. We have to do some call and response up in here. <laughs> I know, I know. But I think this is also because it's so true. But this is what I learned going through my breakdown to my breakthrough. This is these are the things in the elements that I learned was this type of stuff. It didn't come to me overnight. I just barely started learning this stuff at 49 and a half, almost 50 years old. I can relate to that too. I mean, there's some things I learned in my youth, but there's, there are certainly some important, oh my God, life altering things that I've Mm -hmm. learned just in the last few years. And yes, Mm -hmm. I do frequently say, I wish I had known these things at like 25. (laughs) But you know how they always say that, you know, your mind capacity wasn't the same at 25. You wouldn't be, it would be so over your head at 25. You wouldn't even appreciate it, let alone know what it was. I also think, like, I think it clicks for some people that young. I really do. But Mm -hmm. I believe that it clicks for each of us at the time it's supposed to. Supposed to. Although I may say, I wish, I wish. I also get that this is the time that I needed mm-hmm. to know certain things. And then, so now I'm on a mission as I learn things and I, mm-hmm. I have a whole lot at 52 under my belt mm-hmm. and I want to share. And so that's what we're doing together. That's um, right. Loving it. So when there's the past trauma and you're still wrestling with it for so many years, you talked about the insecurities that you might mm-hmm. feel but then how did that impact the breakdown? And what was the mental breakdown window like? Ooh, uh, it, was, it was September 2019. And it all started. Well, not started. It all, the breakdown cracked when I went on a, a date. I went on a date. It was my first date with this person. We met online. I went on a date. Now, this is me high sign thinking now. That's not me thinking in the, in the date, okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to kind of put it together to condense this. So basically on a date, I knew that I wasn't, this wasn't a great fit for me, mm. but I was trying to make it work. I was taking a square and a circle and okay. I was trying to make it fit. So when I'm in the midst of doing this, he was doing everything on the sun. He was on the phone with his daughter. Then the daughter mother calls and then they talking on the phone. I'm sitting there and I'm trying to say, well, you know, I understand, you know, you know, putting the, like craziness in my head, like trying to understand the fact that he did that. You know, because you don't want to judge people. You go, I don't want to judge them because things happen. No, it's not judging people. You're just saying, I'm not going to tolerate certain things or certain things I will. But this is, you got to know what your boundaries are before you even go on dates. 
because you don't, you'll take anything. Yeah. You'll take anything. Anyway. And so <laughs> after the date was over, we went home and he called me and I'm thinking he was calling me to tell me, how, you know, that, you know, he had a good time, whatever, because he was saying that he, he had a good time. He wanted to see me again. But by the time he got from that, <laughs> from that place to his house, he changed his mind. Yeah. So when he got to the house, he called me and told me that he would no longer wanted to see me anymore. And on top of insult to injury, he talked to a relative and the relative told him that if he didn't get this tingly feeling that he's supposed to be feeling, that that means that I shouldn't, I, I wasn't right for him. God is good, isn't he? God is good. See, but okay. at that moment, and I, like I didn't you realize said that, that God, God is good. Because you got good. that information early. Is that why you're saying it? <laughs> God is good because God, that was protection, not rejection. That was protection. Mm-hmm. God knew that, but I didn't know it at the time. I took it as it was, you know, what was wrong with me? Why can't, why didn't he like, I'm the bomb. I got, I have myself together. I'm educated. I'm pretty. I got this. I got this. I'm doing this. I'm driving this. I'm this, that, that. I'm worried about everything else that I'm supposed to be a good person. Remind you, I need everything I got, not what I have. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't, like, I'm not deep enough yet to even be out here. Day. I should have took that time off, but, you know, hey, it is what it is. So when that happened, I just started, I just took up the phone. First of all, I hung up the phone. I started, like, obaming him. Like, I was like, I'm, like, I'm sitting here <laughs> obaming. I'm a good person. What you talking about? Like, what do you mean? You know, like, I'm campaigning. I realized what I was doing. Pamela, I just looked at the phone. And I just hung it up and I started crying. I cannot believe I was doing that. I was more upset, not about the rejection on how I handled the rejection was my problem. Mm. And I knew at that moment, I don't know why, but God talked to me at that moment and told me like, look, something ain't right. Something's <laughs> not right. Cause there's no reason you should let one person that you barely know shift your mood that much. Okay. Why would you have someone you don't know shift you to a point of crying? Yeah. and crying because you've been rejected by someone who's not right for you anyway. Why do you want him anyway? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I was, I had went through that, that whole night. I cried, I swear, for like five, six hours. I swear to you. I was on my knees. I was on the floor. I was like, God, I got, this got to change because I don't know what it is. And I still didn't know what it was. I knew something, but I didn't understand what it was. So the next day I literally reached out to a spiritual life coach and she changed my life. She took me through a path a journey that I, I didn't expect to go through. I didn't understand it at first, but I was open to receive it. And when I decided to be open and let God come in and, and take over this, he showed me so many things that made me understand why I was doing what I was doing, made me understand where I was at at that present time, why I was there at that present time. And I could see where I'm going. Like I was so open. That's why I said the matrix is amazing. When you get the veil taken off and you realize like, yo, it's not that serious. I understand what's happening. And when I did understand <laughs> what was happening, I was ready to fix it. I dig deep enough to realize that my adoption was the problem because I didn't love myself. How can I not love myself? And then when I go out there and find love, you can't find love when you don't love yourself because you're going to take everything and you're going to deal with everybody because you're sitting out there shooting darts out there and just hoping somebody catches because you don't love yourself enough. You want to find somebody to validate you, to love you, to validate who you are. Mm-hmm. I had to have somebody tell me how great I was right. because I couldn't tell myself. Right. So all that stemmed from my adoption. My adoption was the reason, the core of my issues, my men issues, my friendship issues, my issues with myself, all stemmed from me 
not standing in my truth and not being proud of the fact that I was loved four times, not two, four. I had two parents that, that created me. I had two parents that raised me. That's a blessing. It's not a curse. It's a good thing. And when I realized what it was, I just rocket shot. In two years, I became everything that your bio said in two years. That is, I didn't do that years ago. I just started doing that stuff two years ago because mm-hmm. I know my value. I know my worth. I know I am somebody. God said I'm beautiful. He said I'm smart. He said I'm enough. And I don't need to put that to anyone. And if anybody don't believe it, then that's on you. We got nothing to do with me. And I understand it now. I understand my assignment. I'm here to help just like you are. We're doing this stuff here to help people. And it's therapeutic for us. We're helping them, but we are growing and we're healing Absolutely. as we we're healing at the same time. God made it beautiful. He made it to the point that he could use you as a vessel for you to teach other people and show other people, but he's letting you still learn in the process. Isn't that beautiful? I love it. And you know what? I've been saying that to people for the last few months. It's been, I get to meet amazing people like yourself. And as you're teaching and sharing your life's experiences to help my audience, I'm getting helped in the process. And the way I explain it, it's like when you open yourself up to be a conduit, Mm. uh, moving water from one place to another, you get wet in the process. Oh, I love that. Turns out to be such a wonderful experience. Like I'm having more fun than I thought I was going to have. I started off all nervous. I'm scared. And then I realized, oh my God, I'm having fun. (laughs) I get to meet all these people. I like having these conversations Mm -hmm. and it keeps me focused. It keeps me focused. We're Mm -hmm. constantly going to my next level of best. That's I'm, right. You can't keep gleaning this kind of information and mm-hmm. stay stagnant. No, oh, you can't. You can't. It's vulnerability. Being vulnerable is part of this. You got to be vulnerable. Surrounding yourself around people like minded or are like minded doing the same thing. So if this is who you're encountering, if this is your world, it can only take you forward. So it's kind of ironic that. I set out to start a show to help others go to their next level of best. While I am pursuing going to my next level of best, I didn't know, though, that it would impact me in this tremendous way. It's a bigger uh, experience than I thought. So I love the way you pointed all these things out and you've said it so beautifully. So I would like to now kind of look at us being a bridge for others. What was your transition like? You told us about your breakdown, but Mm -hmm. in that growth period, you know how they say uh, no pain, no gain. As you transition, you had that epiphany of what was holding you back. And I've got to tell you, I have those things too. God has recently, and I would say in recent years, it's more appropriate, shown me things that was in my past that was definitely Mm -hmm. impacting my present. And I dare say then my future if I don't mm-hmm. heal in those areas. And, but like you said, you have to be open to it. You have to be open to looking in the mirror. But as you transition, there's still growing pains. What were some mm. of those? God, when he works with you, he sometimes has to isolate you. Mm. And in an isolation period, it's, it's okay for you to be isolated, but you're worrying about what other people think about the isolation because there's going to be some people... You can't hold on to everyone. 
you can't hold on to everyone. When you grow, you're growing in, in, in growing means what it means. You're growing pains. Mm-hmm. The pains are growing is going to be the unknown. It's going to be the outside of the box. It's going to be doing something new and different, right? We ask for we ask God for a lot of things, but when He gives it to us, we're not willing to give up other things. The Bible says that before you start to build something, count up the cost. What is it mm-hmm. going to take? to get there. Do you have enough money? Do you have mm-hmm. all the resources? We know that God is our resource, but I'm just relating mm-hmm. that to what you're saying. I, I right. Don't... And, it's, and it's true. And you have to be realistic and you have to understand the assignment. And you got to understand that when you're moving and when he puts you in isolation, that's to shed, is to get rid of, is to bring in new and when sometimes that shed is going to be, there's people that need to be gone. It's part of the process because he can't bring in new people in your life if you hold on to the old. Because when you're telling him you hold on to the old, first you can tell him you're not trusting him. You're mm-hmm. telling him that, you know, I'm going to do it myself. But yeah, I said you, I, I, I want you to do what I want you to do. And then you don't do nothing else. You can't tell him that's not how it works. And isolation is a good thing because remember, if you're in a, in a circle of people that you was beforehand, not everyone now. With some, right? You got the same mindsets. Obviously, that's why you're getting you you getting along, right? So when your mindset changes, some of them will get down with you and go, you know what? Hey, I love you for who you are. You know, I see that you change, and I understand that. If they don't want to change, that's not you know, on them. That's not your. That's not you. Don't worry about that. But they accept you who you are. That's all that matters. Yeah. There's gonna be some people who don't want to look at that mirror yet, right. because see, when you look at your mirror it makes them reflect to look at theirs because they were using you as a baseline. They were using you as a baseline. So if you was the baseline and they go, well, I'm bad, but I'm not as bad as she is. They don't need to look at themselves. But as soon as you start approving and start doing things to elevate and whatever, now they sitting there like, I had no choice. They got to look at that mirror and they're not ready to do that. So either they're going to, you know, God's going to do the little separation thing. Or you're going to see that you don't want to have that negative energy around you because they're going to bring bring the negative to you now because they need to bring you back to where you was at because they're going to do that for their selfish reasons because they don't want to look at their self. So they got to take you pit. So you going to, is your, this is the, this is the fork in the road. Do you really want what you asked for? Or are you going <laughs> to go stagnant and be where you at because you're too scared to move on to the next level? God yeah. promised us all, promised us all abundance. He promises all the happiness and joy. You cannot pick the street. You're going to go down to get it. That's mm-hmm. not your job. You know where you at and you know you're I love you're the in. way you express yourself. <laughs> you, can't you can't tell what the street. You're going to go down to get it. You can't. You start you, saying that. You ask God to do it. He, gonna, he, he said, you start at Sycamore, you end at Maine. There's going to be streets in the middle. You, you, as long as you get to Maine, that's all that matters. You can't direct that middle. That middle is him. But can and you I have just to let say, him do it. Mm-hmm. I can relate to you. I actually agree with you 100%. There is a type of separation or, and, and all of what you said is true. It's not like everyone from your past or your present uh, mm-hmm. will not go, but there is a separation and it's for different reasons. And there are people who, as they see you aspire to, to go to another level, they they don't want you to. And sometimes it's their own insecurity. You're mm. saying they don't want to look in the mirror, but they have insecurity. They haven't gotten to the, look, you may not even be doing that much yet. 
But the fact that you made up your mind to leave here is intimidating to some people. They don't have to see you actually get to the next level, just seeing you try. And what does that remind me of right now? The crab mm-hmm. mentality. The oh, crab didn't crab even theory. get out blue of the pill yet, and you pulling them down. And guess what? Some of us don't have the strength even look up to realize there ain't no top on the top either. Oh, a lot of us, wow. don't, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of us will get to a certain point and stop. Get to a certain point and stop. And then the top bent off. Yeah. You have you so accustomed to doing this because you're dealing with the same people, the same mentality, and you're expecting difference. You're not going to get nothing different. The top bent off. When you're going to look up and, and decide just, to come out of there. I just had another thought listening to you. I, I think in pictures. So I'm literally <laughs> picturing the crabs in the pail. <laughs> yes. And I'm thinking too, as you said, some people get stuck and never actually crawl out. You know what I also think about that is mm-hmm. some people are hoping another crab grabs their leg. Fear. Because they're scared mm-hmm. to see what's outside of that pill. Because mm-hmm. they're controlling. A lot of people are very controlling. And if they can't control the narrative or can't control the situation, they don't trust. Mm-hmm. They they trust themselves. But if you're a Christian, you got to learn how to trust him because that's where you know where it goes. And he's going to direct your path. But a lot of people are very controlling and they scared and fear because comfort shows no failure to them. Comfort shows no failure, but it is failure because you're, fail- you're failing to live your life. Mm-hmm. But to them, if it's control. It doesn't matter if it's, they could live, a, you can use an analogy. Let's say you like pictures. I could live in a, a box outside, like a cardboard box, but I know I could pay the bills in it. I know that I got a roof over my head. I don't have to worry about anything. But is that the way you really want to live? Or are you just living like that because you're scared of the unknown of moving up to a, a bedroom apartment? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. People just get comfortable in certain situations and they make excuses on why they want to stay there because they don't like nothing else. They don't like nothing else because they're scared of moving to the next level because they can't control what will happen there. They can control what happened in that, in that box. But that wow. is that a is that a way to live though? You gonna go all your life living in a box because you just know what's gonna happen day after day after day after day when nothing's gonna change the same thing over and over and over again. That's what did God ask for that? I don't think God asked me to live that way. But when you start not trusting and you start trusting yourself and yourself, you only can trust yourself but so far, right? We're right. just humans. How far can you really trust yourself? Mm-hmm. The the um the trust that you that he has will take you in levels you will never expect. Absolutely. Right? So I guess that's what your choice is. You either gonna stay right here <laughs> or you're gonna trust the fact and move over here. Mm-hmm. And the process of moving, your friends that are chilling with you in that box are not gonna be chilling in that apartment. They, they they don't see it. They don't see it, right? They don't see it. And you know, you said in a previous conversation that mm-hmm. you reflect who your friends are. Oh yeah. Or the, the or um the people that you're around kind of reflects who you are. And I think that's related to what we've touched on here. Mm-hmm. If you look around and you look at your friends, if they are not where you want to be, you got to start mixing it up a little bit. And you know the way I mm-hmm. think of it is we're not going to change out all of our friends. Nobody wants to do that. Mm-hmm. But I think that you also need to look down because we're constantly evolving in life. 
Our whole oh, yeah. conversation has showed, our discussion is showing our own evolution, so to speak, over the course of our lives. But mm-hmm. do you know that when you move from one level, I think it is your responsibility. You should look mm-hmm. to the previous level that you left and try to pull somebody up. But they do have to be willing. They do have to have that. I see so my face. I was like, mm. but while but while you're pulling them up, mm-hmm. you're also reaching up because there's somebody on a, a higher level who's mm-hmm. reaching back to pull you up. So mm-hmm. I don't believe it's a thing where you just say, oh, "Well, I got mine. I'm leaving you." I think that happens because people are not willing. They they won't look in the mirror like you said. They don't recognize that they have these areas of growth or they're not willing to do it or they're afraid or whatever it is. But I honestly believe you try to turn people on. And I think that's what we're doing even in these conversations. My Mm -hmm. show, you're also a podcast Mm -hmm. show where Mm -hmm. authors, we're trying to help others. So I feel like I'm the middleman and I'm Mm -hmm. trying to pull some people up while I'm also reaching up to those who are trying to pull me up. And Pamela, you have a great point, and 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 that's true. That's what you're supposed to do. But remember, some of these people that you're dealing with doesn't have that concept. They have to have that in them. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, my job is to, you know, even right now, I'm I'm trying to do that. Not try. I am doing that now. Mm-hmm. But some of the people are not ready to receive it. I, I didn't ever understand that because I'm the type of person. Like, if I'm talking to you and I see you doing it, I see you doing all this stuff. I'm willing to try it. Because I see it's doable. I see it's tangible. So I would try it and, and see what I could get from it and learn from that. People still will see you do it and still won't do it because they, what are you scared of? I'm doing it. I'm like a perfect example. I'm close to you. How are you scared when you see I'm doing it? I never got that, that correlation of how people still would be scared when they see you walking the steps. You're not saying, hey, do this and throw them out in the deep water and they just drown. You're saying, hey. Grab my hand. We can do this together. We can work together. We can make this happen together. That's what we've been doing even since we've met each other. We've been exchanging Mm -hmm. information. We Mm -hmm. haven't been hiding. Well, I know this person or I have this resource. Um, This is an idea I had. Oh, what do you think? This is an idea I had. And Mm -hmm. we're just going for it. And neither one of us are intimidated by the other one going for it because Mm -hmm. there's space for both of us. There's space for all of us. But what's for you is for you, regardless. Yeah. It doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't matter what I don't do. What is, and I feel that if God told me to tell you something or put it on me to tell you that spirit, I'm going to tell you because that's how God works through us. He works through vessels. He works through us, through other people, right? So right. who am I not to give you the information? There are billions and billions of people in this world. Technology made this world so beautiful now that you're not trying to, it's like, if I give you this information, you're going to take some of my viewers. <laughs> Billions of people in this world. There's enough for all of us to go around four times fold. There's no reason why I should be selfish. And then how God gonna bless you when you're trying to hold everything to yourself anyway? You know what I'm saying? Like we have audience members. I have people in Germany watching me. Yeah. I got people in Italy watching me. I don't, I don't, it's we good. I I here you go. Here's all the information. I'm gonna tell you what I'm doing and hopefully it works out for you. Maybe some of the things I'm doing are not meant for me, it's meant for you. That's exactly the way I see it. So I share openly and we've already been doing that exchange mm-hmm. and feedback loop, and that's what makes the world go round. And 
you know what? <laughs> we'll stay in touch. And in a few years, we'll look back at each other and say, go girl, we made it. I know, exactly, <laughs> exactly. We are there, we in the house. <laughs> we made it to another level and we That's still right. bringing others with us. <laughs> and I'm going to say this, because I've been thinking it a few times since we've been on. The last mm-hmm. time we talked, you said you were growing out into a mohawk. Can I just tell you, I see it, girl. Work it. <laughs> yeah, it's getting there. It's getting there. It's growing. It's getting there. Hopefully yeah. by this summer, I'll have enough of hair, you know, to really do something with it, though. But, but this I is patience. See, I see improvement even from the last time we talked. But this I is this coming. is patience. Okay. Like, this is like, a, it's, you know, everything is a lesson in it. And this is patience. Growing pains. I'm going through the pains of the growing of the hair because you know how you want it to look. It's going to take months to get there, but I have to just hold on and just let, just do the best I can and keep it clean and just let it grow. And I don't care what other people say because I know what I'm looking to do. See, no, I just wanted to acknowledge that I actually see it coming. Yeah. Yes, and thank you. It looks nice. And I can only imagine as you keep describing it how nice it's going to look when you finally get to where you're trying to get with it. Yes, I'm trying to get going. (laughs) I'm willing to try things now. See, that's another thing as you go through, like it's going to open doors, not just for big things, but it's little things. Like I was like, oh, let me just try it. Let me see how it looks. I'm just going to see how it goes. Like before I'm like, oh no, I ain't going through that stage. I'm wearing wigs and all that stuff, trying to get through the, you know, the stages. Girl, please. I'm like, we'll let it grow out. (laughs) I don't care no more. And if you don't like it, then so be it. Like it, God says, put all his, your cares on him for a reason. Because you don't, you're not supposed to carry anything on. You're supposed to be light. And when you light, you're able to just let things roll right off of you. Yeah. When you try to take in everybody, absorb everybody, and take every little thing, that's when you have all this weight on you. And you like, and that's why people crumble like I did. That's why you have breakdowns like I did. Because I put the world on my shoulders and thinking it's all on me. If somebody mm-hmm. don't like you, so what? Move on. You know what helped me? I think you always have a certain degree of fear and it, in some ways it may be healthy, but do you know what really helped me get over that just severe paralyzing mm-hmm. fear? Mm-hmm. I, I was tired. I just said one day, I don't want to be afraid anymore. I was literally tired. It's a burden. Like it's a big gorilla on your shoulders, just being mm-hmm. afraid. Mm-hmm. So if you got to walk around with a gorilla, you may as well put all that energy into going where you really want to go. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You're right. 100% You're wrestling right. with something either way. You may as well go toward purpose and passion. So and you realize nobody's bigger than you. Everybody is. Everybody's the same. They put the same pants leg on every day, just uh-huh. like you do. When you realize that, it's like we all the same, honey. And you, you could say all that and do all that you want to. Everybody has something. When you realize everybody is, it's like literally everyone is the same and you may have different vices, but we all got something that we have a fear of or something that we're not perfect at or something that we're not good at. I'm not good at certain things and I'm fine with that. If I can find somebody who else is good with that and I can, I'm good at something that they're not good at, there you go. Now we can rock together. Now we can make something happen. Yeah. And you know what? You get moving until your help comes because there may be some things I'm not good at. And I still don't know who can help me, but I'm going to still move forward. And mm-hmm. if you see an area where I'm struggling or things are not so great and you have the know-how to make it better, don't talk about me. Shut up and help me. And if you're not going <laughs> to shut up and help me, just shut up, period. Just <laughs> like that. shut up and help me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm glad that I got over that thing where 
if I don't have all the answers, I can't get started. No, I'm getting started. And I'm going to figure out the answers as I go. I, of course, you you want to plan. You want to have a vision. You want to have a mission mm-hmm. and everything written down. So you have that blueprint, but it's still not working out all the little details mm-hmm. along the way. So we are toward the end of the show. I want to tell you it's been so much fun. I appreciate you sharing openly and candidly and touching on things in your life that uh, I know people listening will be able to glean here and there from your point of struggle, talking Mm -hmm. about your transition, and then even talking about where you are right now. Uh, Mm -hmm. I love the fact that you're coaching, that you have your podcast and you're moving out to do conferences and things of that nature. I love it. So what is your last gem, though, of everything you've shared today? What is the most important thing? If everybody forgets everything you said, please, please, people, hold on to this, this particular thing. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust the process. Mm. Trust the process. Mm. God is going to straighten out your crooked paths but you're not going to understand everything because your mind capacity is not able to understand everything. Mm -hmm. You got to trust and just let it go and let God just do what he got to do. You do the possible, he'll do the impossible. It's not done to you, it's done for you. And that would be my final thought. Beautiful. I love it. Trust the process. All right. What do you want to share with the audience about how they can get in touch with you, uh, mm-hmm. how they can get your books, anything you want to share? Sure. I have my own podcast called Let's Talk 1943. It's a live Facebook and YouTube live show. So it's under Let's Talk 1943. Um, my website will have everything on it. It's www.letstalk1943.com. My books Adoption Unknown Blessing, Ray Out Your Sponge, Life Organization, and my powerful podcast book journal is all under Amazon. You can just pull up Regina Smithwick and all my books will pull up under my name, Regina Smithwick. So wonderful. Thanks for sharing. And again, I'm completely honored and pleased and happy that you are willing to join me uh, for the show and to thank you, Pamela. Add value to the audience. It's been a great conversation. Well, friends, thanks for joining me for another episode of the Envision Together Going to Our Next Level of Best podcast. I hope today's topic inspired you to envision a brighter future getting to your next level of best and to urge others to reach theirs as well. If you are encouraged by today's episode, subscribe and share it with your family and friends. Also, please write a review. It will help me to reach a wider audience with a message of hope and inspiration. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and share your thoughts about today's episode. Until next time, envision the future you want to see.